0: We're so glad you are here with us today for the Missouri City View podcast. Before we begin, I want to take a moment and invite you to the MML Annual Conference coming up September 11th through 14th, 2022, in Osage Beach. Registration is open now, and if you are a Missouri City official or employee, you will not want to miss the lineup of speakers sharing their expertise on topics such as cybersecurity, city finances, employee retention, and so much more. Learn more at www.mocities.com. Register today. today we have guests from two of Missouri's regional planning commissions to share more about the federal bipartisan infrastructure law and how Missouri's regional planning commissions will help put that law to work in Missouri communities. We'll hear from Cindy Holtz, executive director of Missouri's Mark Twain Regional Council of Government, and Chad Egan, executive director for Missouri's Boonslick Regional Planning Commission. Cindy and Chad also serve as the president and vice president of the Missouri Association for Councils of Government, respectively. Before we dive in, can you share a little more about the function of Missouri Regional Planning Commissions? What is your focus?
1: The Regional Planning Commissions, or RPCs as we are commonly known by, provide a diverse and important role of services to local governments and communities. And while these activities vary among the RPCs, RPCs also Provide similar activities by partnering with state and federal partners. The RPCs across Missouri provide an effective way for local governments to work together to address common or unique problems. The intent of the regional planning commissions in Missouri is to be of service to their member counties and cities and to bring an organized approach to addressing a broad array of area wide problems. The RPCs are also available to assist their member member cities and counties in coordinating with the needs of the area, with state and federal agencies, or with private companies or other public bodies as well. So we do a wide variety of different services and provide many different services.
2: And I'd like to add that each county and city is covered by a regional planning commission, and the RPCs have a, an organized network that includes those local officials on many of their committees. So as Cindy mentioned, we are a member organization and we are there to serve our members. So the outreach component of that is one thing that cities need to remember. And if they don't have uh, an RPC that is in tune with them, please call MACOG and let us know.
0: So there have been so many funding opportunities recently, kind of a, a good problem to have, I guess with the American Rescue Plan Act, and now the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, or BIL. What are, can you tell us a little bit about the federal bipartisan infrastructure law?
2: I think the, the most important thing to remember when we start talking about the American Rescue Plan Act, or ARPA, because most people will say ARPA, is to remind everyone that there are different funding opportunities on federal and state levels that are all called ARPA. And so when in doubt, please call your RPC and ask. We are tracking all of these as best that we can. We have a particular group set up to dive into all of the details of these uh, notices of funding opportunities that are coming out. Many federal departments are sending them out separately as well as the bipartisan infrastructure law. So that law on a federal level created the opportunity then for federal departments to offer their own funding opportunities. And so that's where it does get very confusing. Uh, As part of this bill, this is a long-term bill. This is not something that will just happen today or tomorrow or or later this year. This will be coming out over five years. So I know that one thing we, we really want to talk about is there will be probably hundreds of opportunities that'll be coming out over five years. It's not uh, a one month or, or one year issue. So continually keeping up with the RPCs and the RPCs keeping up with their cities and their counties is the plan that we have going forward. So the infrastructure bill that was passed by the federal government allows the funding opportunities to roll out from the department's. And this is where the RPCs come in. We are tracking those notices of funding opportunity from each of these bills.
0: So can you tell us, when you mentioned the bipartisan infrastructure law, you mentioned that that uh, begins or, or goes through federal agencies. Can you explain that structure a little bit more?:
2: The bipartisan infrastructure law is the federal authority for departments to have funding opportunities sent out either through the federal department or to the states who will then go through each individual appropriation process for state departments to utilize infrastructure funding. And a couple of examples include the local funding that came for water and wastewater repairs through ARPA was sent to the state. The state went through the legislative process of appropriations, and the Department of Natural Resources has funding available for water and wastewater, and each city and county or respective district would work through the State Department of Natural Resources for that funding. There's also funding. On the federal level, and an example would be a bridge program. The Department, the Federal Department of Transportation, has funding available because of this infrastructure law for bridges. There is also bridge money that will go to the State Department of Transportation, who will then go through their district process after the appropriations are made and have funding available for bridges. So, those two examples just demonstrate that it it is complex. Uh, It it is funding that will go straight from federal departments or through the state legislature and state departments. Uh, But the RPCs will be there tracking these funding opportunities and providing a summary. So, each city and, and county should remember to just call their local RPC. We are tracking those as they come forward. And this is a long term bill. So it's something that will happen over the next five years.
0: Well, as I said before, it really it's a it's a good problem to have. It sure does add a lot of confusion, but it's great for the future of some projects that are needed in the state. How else would you say and in particular to the infrastructure law, does that impact our local governments, our cities in particular?
1: It's a great opportunity for the local governments to fulfill the unmet needs that they might have. And maybe they haven't been able to complete projects in the past due to a lack of funding, but this gives them an opportunity to complete those projects or to um, identify projects that um, they haven't necessarily been able to think about in the past. And now that they can they can focus on those pro- on new projects and doing new things for their communities because there is so much funding.
0: And you mentioned that this will be long-term. What kind of deadlines do they need to be aware of at this point?
2: I can start with that. And Cindy can, can follow up too. Right now, they do not have a lot of set deadlines and, and it is on a rolling basis. Uh, when, when it's firmed up, I know that we will provide uh, summaries for those specific details. So if they are looking for things to do right now, I think that each, each community should look at their unmet needs, as Cindy mentioned, and then start to prioritize if money is available, when money is available. These are the projects that we need to fund. And this is the priority, one, two, three, four, five. And, and have a list ready and go through that planning process because then when they reach out to their RPC, they will have gone through that and they can align that with the funding opportunities that come down.
1: As Chad mentioned, we just encourage the cities to start prioritizing their projects and then contacting the RPCs to so that they are aware of the projects of each community and so that they can look for funding to help cover those projects when it comes out. And that's the advantage of using your RPCs because we're networking on a state level to make sure that we understand all the deadlines and the timelines for the funding that is coming out. And we're sharing that among all of the RPCs. So when you contact your RPC, you're not only contacting your RPC and getting the information they have, you're getting information from all the RPCs statewide.
2: And I think I would add, when we go and talk to our local communities, cities, we ask them, what are your top five needs? So if they have opportunities then to sit down and go through that, now now would be the time for them to say, uh, these uh, roads that we've been wanting to repave, that's our number one need. Or the water lines need to be replaced in our town. Or we don't have any broadband yet. Or we have wastewater compliance issues and we need a new treatment plant. And, and then that, that will give us the advantage whenever we, we do reach out to them or when they reach out to us. They will already have that list created.
0: Are you working with cities regarding the ARPA funding as well in relation to those reporting deadlines?
1: We are. The Mark Twain Regional Council Governments is working with their cities to assist them with the reporting that has been required and it varies though between each rpc as to what level of um, service that they are giving to the cities
0: okay i know we receive a lot of calls here and we've certainly been trying to walk through the process with everyone and so i just wondered um you know kind of what the the role is you know it does it vary by regional planning commission
2: it does vary yes it does i know in the boonslick region We have several smaller communities that have asked for help on reporting. Uh, They also have asked for help on how to ensure that they have all the documents and the numbers and coordinating reports. Uh, So we have staff that are helping them. I know other regional planning commissions are doing the same, and some are also working with their counties for their reporting as well.
0: What's the biggest challenge that you're seeing as you have these discussions with cities and counties as they're calling you for help? What's the biggest thing you're seeing?
1: For us, it's an understanding of what the funds can be spent on. And they want to they spend the money correctly. And so they just want to make sure of what is allowable.
2: And another thing that we're seeing is the timing. They're not sure when they could start spending the money and how to transfer the funds into their accounts. They, they're they very concerned about doing it the right way, which is really great to see. Uh, the, the other issue they're having is some of this is coming directly from the Treasury. And so they are not the typical federal department that runs programs that cities are used to interacting with. And so that has been somewhat of a challenge. I, I really believe that One of the hardest things to wrap our arms around here is that there are so many federal funding opportunities. Many of us have never seen this many before. And how to understand finding sometimes these unmet needs and getting them to a point so that they are ready to be funded. We've never had that before because there was never that much money available for projects.
0: I'm hearing that a lot in discussions. It's it's kind of like what do we do now? You know, here it is. <laughs> These are things we've talked about, wishing we'd have and and here we are. Well, so I can understand that you have so many resources to offer. What do you have available now for a city who wants to find inf- more information? Should is MACOG a better resource or where do you recommend that they begin?
1: Information is being posted on the MoARPA.mo.gov website, and that changes all the time as new funding opportunities become available, so they can definitely check out that website.
0: Well, is there anything else that you would like to add regarding either ARPA or the infrastructure law and anything that you would like to share with local government?
2: Some areas of the state have a lot more cities than others do. And they may have resources that they go to, but as a concerted effort statewide through the network of the regional planning commissions, we are making every attempt to talk about this on a monthly basis at the minimum, that that we will share information and provide resources and summaries and updates for these infrastructure funding opportunities. And we want to provide that resource across every region in the state And so we will have a concentrated effort to provide those summaries for the cities, even if they aren't necessarily as close to their regional planning commission. There are other regional planning commissions out there that are working through this. And so the the MACOG website could be a resource for them uh, for those summaries as we go through this long-term funding process.
0: Great, and we want to be sure to get information out to all of our member cities as well. So, by all means, anything that you you know need to share with us, then we will put that out in our newsletter or magazine, and and you know assist in getting that information out as best as we can.
2: And we should have mentioned at the beginning, we are very appreciative of the Missouri Municipal League and the partnership. And I, I think um, you know sometimes. It gets overstated statewide, but really we rely on the intellect and the relationships that are built uh, with the Missouri Municipal League and their members as, uh, as another supportive way that, that we can help our individual communities. So it takes it takes all of us working together. And that collaboration will be key.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. And we really value being able to reach out to you as well. You guys are a wonderful resource for Missouri cities and counties. And we just really thank you for everything that you're working on right now. I like to end each episode by asking guests for two things that they love about their community. Since you are with regional planning commissions, though, what do you love about your region?
1: For me, it's the people and the opportunity that we have to work with them to help improve their lives in so many different ways that we can assist them.
2: For me, especially in this region, we really uh, appreciate the opportunity to provide that impact. And we help participate in projects. We're not necessarily the lead on every project, uh, but just having that. That overview and that uh, respective uh, regionalism, but also uh, the understanding of multiple funding opportunities to really leverage things for a project and provide good value and impact for our cities and our counties.
0: Wonderful. Well. Cindy and Chad, thank you so much for your time today and sharing this information. I will have in our show notes a link to some materials and your websites and make sure that cities know exactly where they can begin in reaching out and learning more. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Thank you all so much for joining us today. And listeners, be watching for future Missouri City View podcasts. To learn more about the Missouri Municipal League, visit mocities.com.